Hello everyone, and welcome back to the second episode of the Heavy Machineries of the World Wars. Today, we will be talking about the tank that changed wars forever. I'm talking about the Mark I tank, which is, if, in case you watched the last episode, was also known as the Big Willy. This was another British tank design that evolved off of the original sign of the Little Willy. However, it looked nothing like it. Once again, if you want to see an exact design, go on to your browser, type in Big Willy or Mark Mark One Landship, and you'll get many, many pictures. So, always a great way to look it up and find what you want. So, do that for a detailed picture. But, the Little Willy could hardly cross trenches, and when it would, it would only cross them at about 2 miles per hour, which is really, really slow. For just a little bit of a comparison, a average uh, male walks about three miles per hour, so it was pretty slow. So the Mark I was a completely, completely different story. Very different. It was shaped like a lozenge that was is also called the lozenge tank, which was you know where it got it. Just like how the nickname of Little Willie was tank, and they would call it tank. They would call it the lozenge tank because it looked like a like a cough drop, sort of, but. It was very different, and one of the main differences of it from the Little Willy was, well, a few things, actually. One, it saw combat. Two, it had the capability to cross multiple trenches, and it could do it quickly and efficiently. And three, it had armaments. It had two Vickers, two-pounder guns on each side, and lots of machine guns, so it had a much larger arsenal to attack the enemies with. So... It was pretty pretty overpowered, uh, considering that the poor Germans had n pretty much nothing to defend themselves against them. That's besides the point. So, the first Mark Ones were very hot, noisy, very prone to malfunction. They would often break down, and because they were so big and bulky, and well, they weren't really big and bulky compared to the uh, little Willy, but. They were very hard to disassemble and reassemble. If it broke down, they would often just leave the tank and get into a different tank or become infantry units and pick up enemy weapons. So if the tank broke down, they would have to just, you know, abandon the tank. But lots of people saw potential for the tanks. So in 1916, the Mark I was deemed ready for combat. So they sent uh, the first group of Mark Ones out during the Battle of the Somme. It's thin 6mm armor, or 0.6cm, was quickly swapped out for a slightly better 12mm armor. However, on the sides and the back, it still had 6mm armor, which was not a very smart decision. But on the front, it still had, it had 1.2cm armor. Eventually, a much stronger version, the Mark V, began uh, to be produced. But there were Mark II, III, IV. Uh, there were lots of different Marks, but there were hardly any difference uh, to the two, three, and fours, except they just made it easier to drive, the uh, stronger, be able to go faster, hold more fuel. There wasn't much of a difference uh, to the Mark One, so but the Mark Five had a serious difference compared to the Mark One. So that's why I'm talking about the Mark Five in particular. So it had 16 millimeter armor in the front, 12 millimeter armor on the sides, and six millimeter armor on the top. So, 16mm armor is 
1.6 centimeters, um, which is pretty big. Just take out a ruler and then measure uh, one centimeter and then count six notches, and then you got 1.6 centimeters, which is how thick that armor was. So it's pretty big armor, and the uh, rounds they would fire the um, were not penetrated, so they were very. It was a moving fortress. They wouldn't be able to attack it or hit it or kill anyone inside without explosives or field guns but the one bad thing about it was it could be seriously damaged through the top because it only had the the uh, 0.6 centimeter armor it could be destroyed by mortar fire uh bombings which to be fair probably die either way even if it had 16 uh centimeter armor all around but so, let's go ahead and talk about the two different types of variants. So, the male variant, which was the much stronger one, which was used for siege and attacking enemy positions that were built, like, directly into something. Or if they had, like, a bunker, they would bring these out. So, the male variants had two Vickers six-pounder guns, along with four 303 Hodgkiss machine guns. The female had six 303 Mark I Hodgkiss machine guns. The uh, females were used for clearing out trenches, infantry, they would be brought in to support infantry. They wouldn't be brought uh, in to like an assault, uh, heavy, heavily uh, fortified position. That was the male's job. So these beasts of destructions showed their strength in the battles of Cambrai. They weighed about 29 tons, uh, which was about... Not a, it was about five elephants, almost six elephants. So that was it's a lot of elephants, but that didn't stop them from crossing the muddy uh, trenches in no man's land of the war. It could still go pretty fast and move really uh, move efficiently. They could be controlled by eight soldiers. They held about ninety three gallons of fuel, and they could drive or move around five miles per hour five to like five to eight miles per hour if eight if it's a really good day if they're just driving on like a dirt road but around five if they're crossing a trench or uh moving through the mud so that was much better considering the little willy when it was crossing a trench or driving through mud it would move around two miles per hour so that was that's was a pretty big step up uh, since it saw combat, this one, uh, the Mark V's actually wrote history. They, here's the story about the Mark V's. On April 25th, 1918, during the last year of the war, in the Second Battle of villers Bentrono, the very first tank-versus-tank battle began. A German A7V came across three British Mark uh, five tanks, one male, two females. Two of the tanks were soon hit hard, two, the two females were ha had get, gotten hit, and had to retreat. The remaining British tank fired at the German A7V, and the crew had to evacuate. The British Mark V tank was then met by another two A7Vs, but after the Germans were fired upon by the Mark Vs, the A7Vs uh, retreated. Later that day, the Mark V tank was hit by enemy artillery, and the crew of the tank had to leave the tank. Wow, I just said tank so many times, it doesn't even sound like a word anymore. But they safely made it back to the British lines, and were able to tell the story. So, 
let's go ahead and do the review. So what do we know about the Big Willy or Mark I? So the Mark I was the first tank to ever see combat. We also know that after many designs, the British created the Mark V, which weighed in at about 33 tons, which is almost 6 male elephants. So, they also had an armament of two, uh, the male variants had an armament of two heavy uh, guns and four 303 machine guns, and the female variants had six uh, 303 machine guns. So, thank you very much for listening to another episode of the Heavy Machinery of the World Wars. The next episode we will be talking about is the Renault FT-17 light tank. So, be sure to listen to that next Wednesday. I hope you all have a great day. So, be sure to listen to that. And goodbye, everyone.